Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. Can we hurry this up, please? I'm really cold. She's so cold. I'm Abby, by the way. She decided to name this podcast Backyard Broadway. You know what? I was hoping at this point we could keep the title and the essence of said show and, like, do it inside or invest in some space heaters. This this would be appropriate. Kat did see one. I don't remember where we were. Like the giant tiki torches of the people that lived across the street from me. Yeah. She saw, like, a tabletop one. Yeah. Like, a little perfect but I one need for, like, 80 bucks. I need the jumpsuit that just plugs into the wall. That is what you need. I need the pants that... I told I told my boss that once. I was like, hey, I need the pants that plug into the wall to keep me warm. Because <laughs> my desk was right next to the door. Um, and he laughed at me. Yes. Well deserved. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't have that. You just need your space heater from work because it would heat this whole patio. It's we, so cold. We have recorded this episode, I don't know how many times. At it's, least like four or five. It's never gotten published. Um, the first two times, I think we weren't publishing yet. So, no, because you just kept them on your phone. Yeah, and then the second time, it was all three of us. Yes. With Kat. And, and then you and I redid it. And then we redid it. So, yeah, at least four times. <laughs> at least four times. So, we'll kind of be able to go through this a little bit quicker than we have in the past. Um, oh, I think turn <laughs> Her phone turned off. She's got her list on the phone. I've got mine written out because mine changed a little bit. Mine changed uh, slightly, maybe. Just slightly. I, I don't have one. Oh. Tech guy doesn't like musicals. You would if you saw the Book of Mormon. Didn't you enjoy Stop the World? You mean when no one sat around him the entire like at That's all? true. That is so true. No one sat around him. So and, we're gonna we're gonna start. And with Ron some, wanted to bang him. We're gonna start with some honor. That sounded like my mom wanted to bang him, and not Ron wanted to bang him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to acknowledge that fact because it was not gonna leave my mind until you said it until out loud. Until I said it out loud. Wait, whose mom? It Your? sounded like you said my mom wanted to bang him. Oh, thank you for that image. <laughs> Hi, Jane. Um, so we're going to start with some honorable mentions. Then we're going to do our top ten favorite musicals. Oh, there's an honorable mention on here that should be on here that we need to see. <sighs> yes, that should be. I didn't even think about that one. I just thought um, I listened to it in the car on the way home. We'll get there. And then we have some shows that we can't stand. One of which we're not going to mention is the one that everybody knows that I fucking hate. Which Excuse is, me. We both fucking hate. Thank you. Which, if one more person asks me if I'm going to see Cats for my birthday, <laughs> because it's currently playing in Louisville. Have I said anything? You no. have not. I'm respectful, bitches. I'm still wondering how Abby's going to top last year's birthday present. I'm um, not, because it's already <laughs> your birthday. Say happy birthday, Andrew! It's already my birthday. It's yes. already your birthday. And I have nothing except for my son's gas to give you. <laughs> <laughs> the kid farted in my face tonight. It was redonk. In my defense, we've been a little busy. Yes. But you have four days until my party to figure something out. Yes, I don't. I have, oh. She's not gonna. No, Leo. How, let's see. Hmm. When Saturday am I gonna have time to go get you a birthday present? Oh fuck! You know there is an antique mall in Shelbyville that we could pop into. You do understand that you're not gonna get me out of it until <laughs> your birthday. Like, did Cat not explain to you what happened when yes. she took me in there? <laughs> and if you uh, and I go in that fucking basement, shit's gonna happen. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But you know it's true. Yes. 
Are you laughing at your son too? Yes. <laughs> How he just came out with his headphones on and turned him right back? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mind you, all my son is wearing is underwear and headphones. And headphones. That's it. That's it. Um, I love you, Napoleon Dynamite. So none of the shows on our list, except maybe yours. Did, did Waitress make it on yours? Yes. So on our honorable mentions list, or on our top ten list, we've seen all of the shows. That is a requirement. We have to have seen a live version of the show. Now, for Abby, Waitress is a different story because and she was... And she loves me and Holiday Inn. Well, I count those because they were filmed live. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix that in post. Okay. I'll fix that in post. Um, so everything on our list we have seen live or filmed live and distributed legally, except for waitress waitress on hers because she was supposed to see it live. The Kentucky Center caught on fire. Yeah, and then when it came back to town, she was not able to see it for several reasons. Yeah. So our honorable m- mentions list might include shows we have not actually seen on stage yet, yet. But we love the cast albums. We love the clips that we have seen. Yes. And that sort of thing. So I'm just going to like real quick run through mine because mine's 12. I told you five. But mine is a large one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have nine. So I'm going to start with like all the holiday shows, Elf, White Christmas, and Holiday Inn. Because Holiday Inn and Elf were on my top ten list, but I was like – they're seasonal. I really need to like keep my top ten list shows that I would watch anytime. Yeah. Um, then I have on there Little Women, which I was in and absolutely love the music, love the way the story is told. Newsies, which it's shocking it's not on my top ten list. Um, I won the lottery for that one and saw it in New York and absolutely adored the dancing. It was amazing. Um, Waitress is on my list. I saw it a couple months ago. It's an honorable mention because it's not one of those shows that I would sit here and be like, oh my God, I have to watch it over and over and over again. It was so good. Don't get me wrong. It's a great show. But it's not a show that speaks to me on a personal level. Um, Kinky Boots moved off my top ten list. Um, It was replaced by something else. Mary Poppins. Hunchback of Notre Dame, Something Rotten, Dear Evan Hansen, and Assassins. Which, if you don't know Stephen Sondheim's Assassins, which Sondheim made this list, made each of these lists. Uh-huh. Um, just because I'm kind of in a Sondheim mood right now. Not just because he died. I'm just in a Sondheim mood. Because uh-huh. it's very emotional music and I'm very emotional right now. So, <laughs> um, But I love Assassins. I was a part of Assassins as stage manager and I played Sam Bick. And it was a wonderful experience and I would love to direct that show. And see it done again in this area. I so like this is going to be our shortest recording ever. We're going to try. Because we're going through this so fast. Because we're, we're both try. like, I already can't feel parts of my body. <laughs> like, I'm kind of hoping your husband went in to look for the space I doubt. You. I, I doubt I, it. I doubt it. I doubt he had the forethought to be like, I should go look for this. She asked about it. Um, <laughs> no. Mary Poppins, I love. I was in. I Bert. played Bert. It was fantastic. Abby stopped on our way to I her did. honeymoon. I will never go to, to that high school it. again. No. Um, that place was fucking creepy. Something Rotten is just fun. It is fun. It is fun. I thoroughly enjoyed Something Rotten when I saw it. I did not enjoy Adam Pascal as um, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I thought he overdid it and didn't sing it well. So, 
That's my honorable mention list. My turn? Yes. My turn. Do you need to zoom in? No. Okay, so my honorable mentions. I have Mamma Mia, because it's just fun. It's so fun. Um, Dragon Chaperone, because it's hilarious. Uh, Legally Blonde, because it's fun and hilarious. Um, All Shook Up. I don't, I don't know what it is about All Shook Up that I love so much. I don't know if it's them taking a Shakespeare plot and putting all this music to it. Which Shakespeare show is that? Uh, it would have been... The same one that... What? Oh, um... Is it Twelfth Night? Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night, yeah. Do I have to read that for my class? Maybe. Because then I can just watch a bootleg of All Shook Up. Just watch All Shook Up because it's legit Twelfth Night with Elvis music. Um, I love Guys and Dolls. I was in it in high school. It's one of the classic, quote-unquote classic musicals that I've just fallen in love with. I love the story. I love the music. I think it's fun. Yes, I played a stripper in high school, but it's okay. <laughs> you were a hot box dancer. A.K.A. a stripper. Best part about that was my friend, like, us doing the striptease song where we take off pieces of our costume. Take back your meat. Yeah. And my friend in the show going, hey, look, my grandpa's in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Love it. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, the Little Mermaid. I love how they... I know. Don't give me that look. I love the music to this show. I love The Little Mermaid. And the stage show... Is interesting. Is interesting. The The original iteration of the stage show was interesting um, because With the of the skates. That was very interesting. I like that. I like the skates. I don't know how I feel about all the gyrating, but I like the skates. Well, then I saw the new tour... With all the gyrating. They did all the gyrating, (laughs) and they used flying effects more. Which I think would have been good for the original. (laughs) But what I love is how they, because they added so much music to it. You know, they had the the songs that you would recognize from the movie, from the Disney movie. Yes. But they added these songs, and that quartet is so beautifully written. Yes. The only thing they messed up when I saw it, not the only thing, the only (laughs) technical issue that I can like 100% say they had was during Poor Unfortunate Souls, where Ariel swims up mm-hmm. when they blacked out to bring her back down because she's on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the blackout wasn't black enough. <laughs> so you saw her get lowered, and you saw two people run in and take the hooks off of her, and you saw her change into the you know wrap that she's wearing for that scene. Yeah. It was... Interesting. It took you out of the moment, but then you got right back into it because you know and love The Little Mermaid. I do. I love, I just, I just loved how they, the songs that they added and how well that done they were, they did and well done they did. What? How well done what? they did. How, how they well moved. done the songs were. Yes. Uh, we prefer I Want the Good Times Back. And I do. The new one that they wrote it's for Ursula. It's weird. It's, it's odd. It's odd. It's odd. Um, but like I said earlier, my favorite off that cast album is that quartet. Yes, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful, and I love that Flounder got a moment he with did. a song. She he did. In love. Um, then my next one actually has been moved up to my top ten because I actually finally fucking saw it. Um, <laughs> and then the next one is Anastasia, and Anastasia probably will make my top ten once I finally am able to fucking see it. Yes, in March at Floyd Central. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. As long as... As much as I love Flight Central, I would really like to see the tour first. 
But that's not going to happen. Um, I, I've been, this has been one of my favorite non-Disney, now Disney, princess movies of all time. Like, since I was little. I've been able to quote this movie since I was little. For as long as I can remember. And I get there, sir. I've known every single word to Journey from the past since I was like nine. Not kidding. There are certain I've known all those songs with Abby just because she will start to, I just start singing. It's like I can't watch Finding Nemo with Kat because she will recite the entire film. In a kicker, sir. Verbatim. Um uh, yeah, so like I mean, I just I love that movie. So did you want to move what you bumped off your top ten for the other one? Yeah, I'll get there. On your Um and then I have White Christmas on here. Oh. Because, again, like you said earlier, it's a holiday favorite. It's seasonal. I only watch it, you know, when it yeah. snows, which means I watch it in January. Um, <laughs> and then the one that moved from my top ten into my honorable mentions was Phantom of the Opera. As it should. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. Should. I love the music. I love the storyline. And it's special to you and me. Because this is kind of this conversation that started it all. Yes, this is the conversation. So it'll always kind of have a little special place in my heart. Yes, if you go back and listen to our episode about backyard, where you almost made me cry. Yes. Um, Now I'm gonna have to re-listen to that. It's been a minute, but yes, the backyard's beginning episode. We have to listen to the theater ghost one where I lose my shit. Where we talked about (laughs) (laughs) how Backyard Broadway got started. It all started, for those of you who haven't heard it, real quick recap. um, Abby and I had a conversation on her. Three hours. Backsteps. A three-hour conversation. (laughs) Three hours. Completely deconstructing the Phantom (laughs) of the Opera and. Realizing we have the same point of view. Realizing we have the same opinion (laughs) on the the Phantom. Phantom. Yeah. From the show. So. Yeah. So that's all my honorable mentions. So now we'll move into our top ten. This will take a little bit more time just because we want to tell why it's special to us and why it's on the list. If um, I can remember why. If you can remember. I mean, it should come to you. Okay, it listen. Should. <laughs> so we're going to go I from. I can't reach over my butt. Do you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to go it. from ten to one and we're going to go back and forth. So it's not going to be that I'm going to do my whole list and she's going to do her, her list. So just be. Patient with us. Yes, so number 10 on my list Wait, number 10's at the top, right? uh, Yes. Okay. Number 10 is Wicked. Wicked has always, will always be in my top 10 list. Is it in mine? Yes. It does not matter what else I've seen, what else I add to this list. Other things will get bumped. Wicked will always be on this list. I have been a fan of Wicked since its beginnings. I found out they were making a musical. Found out what it was Battery about. Sucks. about. <laughs> and then you saw me put it in before. Yes. Sorry. Oh yeah. And then proceeded to read the book. As soon as the cast album was released, I had the cast album. I sat and waited for the dial-up on my computer to <laughs> sign me in to whatever internet server I was using at the time to watch as many clips that I could find online of this show. And then the Tony Awards and Define Gravity, and that was the, I would have to say, the first time sitting in a theater watching a show that I actually cried at a song. I don't know if that's the first time. Is that legit the first time? When I originally saw it. The Uh, first time I saw Wicked. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. I think it was. You're going to think about that hard now, are you? Yeah. Okay. As we go through this list. I really don't know if that's true. (laughs) 
Cause, Cause theater makes you cry a lot. Yes, but so I'm like, I don't know if that's completely true. I didn't really start seeing like tours and Broadway shows until the early aughts. The yeah. early aughts. We just jumped right into Music Man. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I'm surprised that's not on your honorable mentions or your top ten. Well, there's a reason. Well, I haven't seen it in forever. The last live version I saw was a high school performance. It was a KCDs because it was. No, it was Oldham County. Oh, um, so. I think I'm 98.6% sure that... That was so random. Defy gravity. <laughs> it's the core body temperature, leave me alone. Um, that, That's slowly dropping or we're going to freeze to yes. death? Okay. <laughs> Defying gravity was the first musical number, the first act one finale that made me cry. That made me love theater that much more. And it was the first time in my time seeing musicals that... I saw a standing ovation before the end of the show. And Wicked, I have seen... I've seen it a few times. Six times? I've seen it six times. I've seen it a few times, though. Six times. And I need to see it again because it's been so very the, long since I've seen it. Yeah. How about you? Number 10. The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer. I love this show. I think it's so much fun. The music's fun. And it was one of the first shows, other than, I would say, some of my ones lower down. That I like watch Julie and I go, I want to play that part. And I probably learned that song in about a week. And it was also the show that we bought it over. It is. Um, Sitting again. in your car, playing that song. And you went to skip it and go, wait, that was a wedding singer. <laughs> no, you start. I went to skip it and you had started singing. And I was like, the fuck you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I knew that you would like theater, but I didn't know that you liked <laughs> Obscure theater because at the time <laughs> Wedding Singer was obscure because nobody really did it. It had it been probably close to five years since the tour came through, which is when I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I know. So, anything else? Because well, I'm totally interrupting here. No, you're fine. Like I said, it's just a lot of fun, and it was one of the first ones that I was like, I want to play her. Like other than like a Disney princess or Anastasia <laughs> or whatever. Like, for movies, like, you see these, quote-unquote, musical movies. Uh, my son looks very upset. What was this? After a brief interruption. Wait, from, what was I saying? Was we, oh, you're finishing um, up about the wedding scene. Yeah. So, like, all the, like, the movies and stuff, like, you see growing up, like, whether it be a Disney movie or Swan Princess, Fern Gully, whatever you want to watch, you kind of like... Fern Gully. I love Fern Gully. Um, that's a different episode. But... It was the first time that I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I want to play that part that's not in a cartoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had those moments, but it was like live filmed you know, like movie musicals. <laughs> Sorry, I went to like open my phone back up so I could see my list, and it swiped down to like all my notifications, and one of them was like a news one. It just said organized crime, and I go, what? What? Organized Crime Syndicate is what it said. I was like, what? That's a different uh, podcast altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, So number nine, mine is a new one to my list. It's Bright Star. Well, that's because you were in it. I was in it. It's not just because I was in it. Because I finally didn't get to see it. You were in it. I was in it. So now I know the full story. I've had the experience of Bright Star. And And shielding my eyes. It's (laughs) 100%. Yeah, you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's for you, Caitlin. Yeah, you. That you're an awful person. <laughs> you, you you're an awful. That on Saturday, <laughs> you're an awful person. Um, it's 
a 100% completely underrated musical. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it should have not... I should, I, it should have waited a season to open. Yeah. Or, or, or opened earlier. Because I don't think it got its fanfare that it deserved because of opening so close to the Tony nomination cutoff. And then there were so many shows that season that opened. There was a lot. At that time. So it's like all these other shows got built and built and built built yeah. upon. And Bright Star just kind of fell by the Waystar. Waystar? Wayside. Wow. <laughs> Took me right back to work. Work in two weeks. And wow. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, like in transit, the same season, like. The mm-hmm. first ever acapella musical, and it lost everything because of everything that else that opened at that time. Yeah, my number nine is the Adams Family. Da 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 da. Dun dun. We're uh, both wearing gloves, so we can't snap. No. Uh, this show, I liked how they took a family favorite, not my family, someone's family, family favorite, and like brought it kind of into the future. Because it's like every episode you see, everyone's the same age. Everyone stayed the same. Yeah. But in this one, not everybody. Just Wednesday, for whatever reason, has grown up. Pugsley is still supposedly a little boy. Or at least has the mindset of one. I don't know. That's Pugsley for you. Well, I don't know. Uh, And it's kind of this new telling of (coughs) this issue with Wednesday and their family. And I just think it was really, really well done. It was. Uh, The music's... Great. I love that Uncle Fester is the storyteller. Right? Like, people will say it's the ancestors. No. No, it's Uncle it's Fester. It's Uncle Fester. And he's got some great songs while doing it. Yes. And Granny's hilarious. Granny is There's, like, a whole hilarious. bit where they're like, I thought she was your mother. No, I thought she was your mother. Because nobody knows. No one knows. Who Granny Adams Belongs to. Is. They don't know. She's just there. Um, so, yeah. So number eight, I've got She Loves Me, which is one we saw via the um, live stream for Broadway right, HD. Yeah. Um, I have seen one community production of it, but it doesn't hold a hold a candle at all to Zachary Levi. I love you! He's my boy so crush. He's my Broadway boy crush. One um, of them. One of them. He, like, I think him and Laura Benanti, their chemistry really made that production. It was so good. So sorry, good. I should have the table. And, I pulled a cat. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. And the rest, of the, the rest of the cast, just the way that you could tell, they all genuinely liked each other. Yeah. Even off stage. Yeah, like, it you flowed could really, tell. really well, for sure. Uh, my number eight is Wicked. 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 That song will always make me laugh. For the end. first time, no, I demon. feel wicked. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, that always makes her giggle. <laughs> it's such an awkward forced line to put at the end of a very, like, emotionally Emotional driven love song. song. Yes. Between these two characters, and then at the very end, you're going to throw in this awkwardly forced, like, whisper line. <laughs> wicked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so awkward and then they make out and you presume they go fuck in the bushes I don't know oh my god but it's I mean what else do you think they're doing after that because the- after as soon as Wicked's over you got Son of Wicked or whatever the name of the book is yes. so you know something's Wicked. gonna happen I mean in, in, in the book they do have sex yes 
it's I think it's more before that moment. <laughs> no, I think it's after. But I think it's right musical, after, yes, they after. whisper that awkward, awkward line, and he gets so turned on they have to have sex right then and there. Right then and there. Right That's there. why they go to blackout. Yes. <laughs> That's why they have the trap door on stage, just so they can slip in, slip out, done. Spoilers. Oh uh, yeah. Spoilers. Anyway, <laughs> we're going down the very rabbit hole right now with this show. I don't know what's happening. Oh god. This show is special to me. Because one, I saw it in Chicago, so it was a special birthday present with my mom. And two, it was kind of one of the first shows that me and my sisters learned to sing together and actually harmonize together. Ooh. Emily and I used to sing them all, sing them together all the time, and I would get pissed because she's like, I can sing lower than you, so I should sing alphabet. I'm like, bitch. 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 You want to try that again? Okay, let's move on because we're going to keep going down a weird rabbit hole. Yeah. So my number seven, it's been on my list before. It went off my list for a while. Is Sweeney Todd. Like I said, I'm in a weird Sondheim mood right now. Um, I have always loved Sweeney Todd. Um, Forever and always. When I... There's a song. Forever and always. You'll notice I'm writing down time so I know when to cut things. (laughs) Yelling. I'm writing down general time so I just know where to listen. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was introduced to Sweeney Todd when I went to UK straight out of high school for their theater department. They sent out a list of musicals you should watch and read prior to starting the semester, um, just so you're familiar with them. And Sweeney Todd was on that list. And there is a DVD version of Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. Um, and I watched it. I fell in love with it. I probably watched it four or five times within a week of getting the DVD. Don't bring um, up the movie. <laughs> back then <laughs> you know it was a lot difficult a lot more difficult to get things right away um because amazon wasn't exactly a thing yet yeah it was but it wasn't mm-hmm. um but luckily my local borders <laughs> <laughs> had it because i kept searching online for it i'm like all over ebay i'm like Fuck i don't know eBay. how to get this soon um and so I happened to go to the borders for my, oh, you know, God. weekly cast album release and was like, hey, y'all don't happen to have like musicals on DVD, like live musicals. And so they took me to this little music section and their DVDs and they're like, they'd be in here if we did. And there it was. And I was like, yes, thank you. It was also $35, <laughs> which in two, 2004 in today's money is $75. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, Sweeney Todd. Okay. I love it. I love the story. Uh, my next one is Waitress. 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 I love this show. When he sees me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. It has a character part that I really want to play. It should be fantastic. I'm, like the first time I listened leave. to it. Leave. Just leave. <laughs> Dawn, I will never let you let me leave. Oh, um, now we're going to be sad. So... Um, the first time I listened to it, I thought for sure, like, Abby would fight people for Jenna. And then she listened to it, and she was like, I, I love Dawn. Dawn. I want to be Dawn. I want to be Dawn. I'm like, okay, well, at least there's no fight going on for Jenna. <laughs> Shit, far. Except for when we sing the um, positive song. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, uh, Kat, we have, like, the three for Waitress, if we were able to do Waitress, you know, if the rights ever become available. And she's like, huh? What? Then I was like, Megan is Jenna, Abby is Dawn, you is Becky. And she was like, I can't sing like that. I was like, but you can learn to. But oh, yeah. you can learn to. She already knows the one song. Like, yes. 
front, back, and sideways. Yes, she does. Uh, but it's it's a it's a show that will surprise you if you've never seen it. <laughs> that was my favorite. When, like, when that, stri- like you, you and I both, I cover Paige's eyes because she's watching it with us. When we when, both were just shocked when that scene, scene started, and Cat goes, "Oh, yeah," and I was like, Shh. "Yeah, yeah." It it's got some twists and some turns that you are that you were not expecting. No, um, no. And do you know one thing though with waitress that I kind of wish that the drunk ex, well, whatever husband person whatever yeah. it was had at least one more song. Just I one. mean they made or, or just like the the whole like her kicking him out. Yeah. Like, that'd be like a duet song between the two of them. Or something. I could see that. But you they know? really kind of made him a throwaway character. 100%. Like, he's really not needed. Except no. for to really showcase the emotional abuse that Jenna's yes. been going through. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So I love Waitress. It's fun. It's got a lot of songs that I can sing. It's great. This is true. So number six on my list is Bandstand. It makes me sad that you put that at six. <laughs> I love bandstand. Don't it, get me wrong. It physically hurts me. That it For me, there me. are moments that drag. Never. <laughs> Anytime Laura Austin says a ballad. Never. It drags. That's because you're not singing along in your head. Because <laughs> those aren't the songs I want to sing. Yeah, no, because we have songs we'll sing together. This is true. Yeah. Um, I think, again, another underrated show. A hundred percent. What... What dumbass opens a show the same season as Hamilton? <laughs> I don't know. The same dumbass that thought it was going to bomb because it was a rap musical? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I, did, I did not open wait, uh, open bandstand. Let's just... I don't know. Maybe, but I'm just saying maybe they had the same mindset. This is true. Like, um, this isn't going to go anywhere. Who the yeah, hell is going to win Miranda? Come on. I mean, bravo to Annie Blankenbuehler for winning Best Choreography, so it is a Tony Award-winning musical. I mean, but well-deserved. That <laughs> choreography well deserved. was insane. Um, and me sitting over here like, how can we do this with our new theater company? How You're can- so funny that you think that I'm going to be able to do that choreography. Because <laughs> at the venue that we're working with, they do they have like a swing group that comes in and does swing dancing. It's not happening. And I'm like, oh, we could like partner with them. And then Abby has to remind me, you have that- to have actors that can play instruments as well. And I'm yep. like, fuck. True. So, Which yes. Is, like, yes. But right. I love Bandstand. I, it's very underrated, and I need Broadway HD to get on that shit and put it on. Can I just have, like, a digital record? Oh. We have a digital <laughs> <laughs> Can we, can, yes, can we buy it digitally? Like, I will legit buy it digitally. Uh, my six is tied. Yes, it is. So mine is tied between She Loves Me and Holiday Inn. Why do you ask? I legit can't pick between the two. She cannot. I legit can't. She I tried so hard. I tried so hard. I can't do it. I love them both. She Loves Me is amazing, and the cafe scene makes me laugh every time. Because it's just like a big orgy on stage. It's like, why? I don't understand why that's there. And Holiday Inn's just fun because you think it's going to be a Christmas musical, but it's not. It involves all the holidays. And I don't know who wouldn't love seeing someone dancing, tap dancing in buckets. The Rink is my number five. I haven't seen it. I have so many underrated musicals on my list. 
So many. And the rink is, again, one of those. It played in the 80s very briefly. I um, have a dent in my table from Cat. <laughs> um, Cheetah Rivera, Liza Minnelli, Stalker Channing came into it at one point. Um, it's a beautiful story, mother-daughter story. The music is fantastic and funny as hell. <laughs> You've played some of the songs, I think, for me. I have played some of the songs for you. And I just... I we is that saw the it. one with the song about like, don't uh, yeah. mommy. Yeah, that yes. one. Yeah. Um, Kat and I saw it at Buck Creek Players up in Indiana. I'm sorry, what was that? Buck Creek Players. Okay, because I totally heard Butt Creek. <laughs> butt <laughs> like, butt like, Crack what? Players. The Butt Crack Players <laughs> down there in Sticks. You that's, know. Uh, that's our next theater company. I see. Um, <laughs> butt Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the stuff that stays. The that's Butt the Crack. Oh god, Buck Creek players. I'm Uh, telling Cat we're changing ghost like a butt crack in the sticks. This is this is not We are broken people! (laughs) We are. This is not me us saying anything against Buck Creek players. No, hundred percent not. I'm just really cold and I think Blood flow is not going toward my brain anymore. She doesn't know how blood flow works, so (laughs) (laughs) nothing is cutting off her blood flow, guys. (laughs) Yes, it is cold. I know how it works, but like I said, that's Uh, why my brain's not working. I I wish this would get a revival, even just off-Broadway, because I I think there's a new audience that would appreciate it. So... That was my number five. My number five is Beauty and the Beast. Tailor's out his time. This will forever be on my list, guys. Yes, it, it will never go off. It of will never list. go off my list. It is my favorite, my favorite Disney movie. She is my favorite Disney princess. I love the stage show and how well it was done. And the songs that they've added. And the changes they've made to it recent years, they can go fuck themselves. Um, but I think they've gone back. I hope so. Because before, when they changed it, they can go fuck themselves. I hope yes. they go back. Because they cut out stuff that they shouldn't have cut out. No. And they changed arrangements that they shouldn't have changed. It no. was perfect the way it was. <laughs> Leave it the fuck alone. She says that about the arrangements because she learned the original cast album. And yes. how the changes. I can't do that. Fuck with her brain. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, I love Beauty and the Beast. It was, and I fell in love with Beauty and the Beast because she was like the first brunette Disney princess. Like it was like the first one. I was like, I look like her. Yeah, that was the first one. Yes, I was like, I look like her, and I love that she wasn't a princess. She was a book nerd. And we have another that has resurgence. a thing for bestiality, but we'll look away from that. We have another resurgence of this I look like her going on right now with Encanto, which I finally watched. Uh-huh. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved Encanto. It's so good, guys. We don't talk about uh, Bruno. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Kat is so sick of this. <laughs> I'm, like, walking around the house. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. She's like, stop now. Never. It's so good. And how do you know Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it? Because there are multiple moments where they sing so fast you can barely understand them. Well, that and there's sing-talking. And you can just tell by the style that the songs are written in. Yes. You can tell. Um, And you can also tell that he was hoping he would be asked to play Bruno. 
No, I liked who they picked to play Bruno. Yes, John Leguizamo did fantastic. He was a, he was amazing. Um, we kind of went off track from Beauty and the Beast, but it will forever be in my top ten. I love it so much. Thank you. Bye. So my number four will always be in my top five. Um, I say that, and it's been six or seven a couple of times that we've done this. But the more I spend some time working on me and getting in touch with me, it's going to be in my top five forever. And it's the Drowsy Chaperone. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because this is it, – it's always been me. And when this musical came out, I was like, oh, my God, who the fuck has a camera in my living room? <laughs> or, or in, in my bedroom. bedroom. In my bedroom. Because that it used to be me sitting in my bedroom listening to cast albums and, you know, thank God for the age of the internet and, you know, the the liner notes and the pictures in the CD yeah. cases. Hashtag that, side note. If you're going to release a cast album, hashtag last ship, put in some notes in there about what your fucking plot's about. Sorry, go ahead. No, while we're on the subject of last ship, I have ordered not one, but two mystery boxes from the Playbill store. The first one, I got a The Last Ship Magnet, and the second one, I got a The Last Ship Mug. Like, I know you've got an overabundance of this shit because nobody No one knows it. what it is! But at the same time, why would you send it to me? Because no one else is buying it. I do say thank you for sending me a Doubtfire Playbill. I so, so, so appreciate that. Okay, so um, back to Drowsy Chaperone. Sorry. So the Drowsy Chaperone... Yeah, that used to be me. I, w- I would listen to the cast album and watch the show come alive in front of me. Not literally, like in the show, but in my mind. And that's because of the way my mind works. You know, I was able to, in my own way, watch hundreds of shows and escape from my reality mm-hmm. that was not the greatest for, you know, an hour, hour and a half with this music. And... Then the show came out, and I was like, oh, my God. And I made a special secret trip to New York. If you don't know about those, it's discussed on one of our past episodes. Um, So many. I made one of my super super secret trips to New York, and (laughs) we'll be in in a minute. I know, baby. I'm going to be there soon. We're almost done. Go lay down. I'll be there soon, I promise. Go lay down. Because I needed to see Sutton Foster in this role. And I did not get to see Sutton Foster because it was right after she left. Um, No, it was a little while after she left because I saw, rest in peace, Bob Saget as Mm -hmm. Man in Chair. Not his finest hour, but he did did well with Mm -hmm. it. Um, But it will forever be in my top five. um, And I have gone back to doing this, listening to cast albums and... Living them in my living room, my bedroom, whatever the case may be, wherever I'm listening to them. So what is your number four? My number four is Newsies. Newsies. I love Newsies. She loves Jeremy Jordan. I do love Jeremy Jordan. But I do love Newsies. I love the music. I love the dancing. I love Jeremy Jordan. I think it's really well written. I think it has. I think it does a really good job of balancing the funny and the very serious tones of the show, to where you're not in tears the entire show. You get, you know, yes. you have your laughable moments. I haven't watched it in like forever. the guy in the the recorded version that you can get like on Disney Plus and yeah. stuff. That sounds like his balls never drop. <laughs> ben Cook. He's fabulous. He's Toyer, fantastic. He's fantastic. He does a great job. 
But I was not expecting that voice to come out of him. Yes. I don't know. It's literally like he was like, hey, real quick, grab my balls as hard as you can. <laughs> and they went on stage. Hey, that's my cigar. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it was like. <laughs> oh, my God. I have not watched that in forever. I may have to watch I'm that after to, class yeah. tomorrow. Maybe Ian and I will watch it tomorrow. Um, so my number three has moved down. from. So number, did mine. From number one. My original number three is Beauty and the Beast. Les Mis. You're, that one fluctuates for you. That one does fluctuate. It's always in the top three. Yeah. Because it was my original favorite musical. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to the Fordist cassette. That ages me so, so much. <laughs> um, I am 36 today. Thank you so much. Yay! But it was one of those... I don't even remember where I got the cassette. I did not buy it. I, nobody gave it to me. I think I found it like at school or something mm-hmm. and appropriated it. And I listened to that ca- cassette so much that it wore out. Yes. Um, and then uh, CD is beautiful. Yes. Um, got the CD and absolutely adored it. Um, my senior year of high school when I was making all my secret trips to New York, it was playing. I saw it. I fell in love. And... The music is beautiful. The story is beautiful. For some people, it's just long and boring. It can be. It can be. I don't find that. Um, A high school production made me cry. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Congrats, KCD. You made Andrew cry. Um, And their Valjean, I was (laughs) shocked. He's fabulous. Shocked. We I had was... this problem last time we talked to Lewis because I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. And I'm so sorry. And we... My mom knows who you are. Yes. She knows. She yes. remembers. I don't. I'm so sorry. Last time we recorded this, it was earlier in the evening and you texted your I mom. I did, but I'm not scrolling through um, like four years of text no. messages. To... No. The last not... time we recorded this was a year and a half ago. Okay. I'm not scrolling through like two years of text. Um, but yeah. So Les Mis is, is my number three. Okay. My number three is Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Because I can finally do it from my honorable mentions into my top ten because we finally saw we it. We finally saw it. We saw it. And we've seen the movie. Again, that'll be another episode. Abby just got the movie on DVD. When I have nothing to watch it on. You can't play it in the Xbox? I don't know. I can try. I think you can. Okay, we can try. Because um, I bought the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. I keep the Blu-ray and we have, like, a box of DVDs to sell at a yard sale whenever we decide to have oh, a yard I sale. Kat told me about that. She wants to sell the kids' clothes <laughs> that I have. Oh, God. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not going to put this in that box. I was like, because Abby will want this. Yeah. So. Um, I love Dear Evan Hansen because it hits very personal for me. Uh, I think it hits very personal for both of us. Yes. We were both those kids, you know, that were outcasts. Didn't feel like we had any friends. Um, hard to make friends. Dealing with all kinds of stuff. It was, it was actually a topic of conversation yesterday. Oh, was it? Um, and seeing, I think for me, being able to relate to that character so deeply, I cry every time. Even with the movie. I cry every single time. And then there's like my soulless baby. fiance. Making fun of us, bitch. For crying. And the bitches in front of us when we saw it. Yeah, fuck you. You all have no souls. Um, But it was, it it hit home. Like, it was kind of those things where it's like, you see a show and you connect with characters because they're funny or because they sing really well or you like how the characters play. But this one literally, like, emotionally, I I felt every single thing that every single character sang. Yes. I understood on such an emotional level. 
And for me, too, what gets to me about that show is seeing the response that it got, the positive response that it got. Because it would have been just as easy for people to have been like, oh, it's a kid that just, like, yeah. whatever, and just push it all, all right, all, you know, to the side. Yeah. But mental illness awareness has had such an upsurge in the communities, in every community, because it's so important. People are finally understanding how important that is, you know, all the way around, that the positive responses that it got made my inner child so happy. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's beautifully done. I love it. So, my number two is Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Mine too! Is it? Yeah. So, we can talk about it together. Yeah. So, I remember I bumped it down to two and you got really mad at me. Yeah. Um, So, we um, just found out that it's getting, it's London Heyday. It had a um, concert production today. Yeah. And they filmed that, so hopefully that's coming Please soon. Please and thank you. Um, I don't care if it's on PBS or not. Just put it somewhere. <laughs> but it's getting a West End production. And years ago, I can't even tell you how long ago, they announced that it was going to the West End mm-hmm. with it being it reworked. pre-COVID. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. Um, so I'm hoping they still do that. And that we get a cast album out of yes, it yes, so that we can yes. hear the changes. Yes, and Abby yes, can get yes. mad at new arrangements. Yes! <laughs> but Bonnie and Clyde, I think it's so well done. And again, um, it's an underrated show. It's underrated. It's been, it's one of those that, you know, based on a true story, but clearly they took a bazillion liberties with it. Oh, 100%. But the liberties that they took made for a good show. And it had such an eclectic collection of music in the cast album that it was like, you're not just hearing Broadway, there's gospel, there's, mm-hmm. you know, a little honky tonk type of you yeah. know, feel to it. Is so it all the twenties like twist. Um, there are songs on this cast album that Abby does not like and she will skip. I enjoy the entire cast album. I don't like the gospel songs. She does not. She does not. But well, except for the one What's the one? It's kind of gospelly. No, the um, the one that the the cop sings. Oh, um, it's a little. You can do better than him. Yeah, it's a little gospelly. I think I like that. Bit, yeah. I like that. One. I don't like the preacher songs. Like just playing. That's what they are. They're the preacher. <laughs> the preacher songs. God's um, arms are always open. open. Oh, no. um, but yes, we both saw the show for the first time at Derby Dinner Playhouse and just absolutely fell in love with it. I, I cried walking um, out. She did cry walking out with a bit of a limp, but that's for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, I did have Completely a limp. different I podcast. Forgot, I forgot that I had that limp. Um, so, Bonnie and Clyde, again, we have several shows that are like special to us, and this is one of them. Yes, um, it is. I love this show. Yes. So... Finally, the number one of our top ten musical lists. Mine, and it's not because of the movie. It is. <laughs> I hate her so much. Because he knows it's true. It's not true. It's true. This musical. I know exactly what it is. Go for it. Go. Tick, tick, boom. There it is. No, I know. I'm it means more to me than just the what 
any of the other ones on this list mean. It's a truly, it's, you know, this autobiographical story of Jonathan Larson. Yes. And we're going to do a full episode on it covering the movie and the musical um, as per requested. As soon as I have time to watch it, guys. As soon as she has time to watch it. It's just finding two quiet hours that I can watch it uninterrupted. Yes. Is that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm just have to come kidnap her kids for an afternoon. <laughs> um, but I, I know I've talked about it before. I don't know if it's been published, but when I first saw the show off Broadway, um, I had just found out that my original play was going to be produced. And so seeing this and seeing what Jonathan Larson went through to get a show produced really spoke to me. And it always has. It always will. The movie is beautiful. It's so well done. We talked about it in the last episode. Mm. Um, but I, I can't sit here and pretend that right now it's not my number one favorite musical. It'll always be on my top ten list. I won't say it's always going to be number one. But right now it definitely is. Um, just because we're also going through this whole change of starting our own theater company. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I got. Where you at? My turn? Yeah. My number one is Bandstand. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But yours is, you have a much more (laughs) personal reason. I do. I do have a much more personal reason. I love Bandstand. Not just because of the music and the choreography and the characters and the fact that I can sing most of the songs. But, one, the people in the show were extremely talented. You know, being able to play those instruments and do everything at the same time. 100%. Yeah. The overall message that I took away from this show was the struggles that these veterans had with PTSD and things like that coming home from war. And it really resonated with me because I have my own struggles with PTSD and so does my husband. And so to have a show that really highlights that and show the truth behind that, what, you know, what these people are going through and those inner struggles really spoke to me very much so on a personal level. Um, It's definitely a show that I would never show my husband (laughs) because I feel like it would just bring up some stuff for him. But um, the fact that it, you know, they, they had the forethought to put on this type of show and highlight things that people at that time didn't one believe in, didn't think that it was true, didn't want to think it was, didn't, want to believe it was true. Well, they didn't have a name for it. They didn't have it. They didn't have any kind of name for it. But even now, you know, there are people that, and you know exactly the fuck I'm talking about. I know. There are people out there that don't believe that it's real. And I'm like, how can you possibly believe that? How could you be so ignorant? How can you possibly believe that? And so for this, I always love these shows that can provide such a powerful message in a fun entertaining way because you can still watch it and enjoy it and have the songs and have the fun choreography and have the funny moments yes but still have take away the important how message. do you do that i, I don't have no idea. i don't know uh bandstand is Fuck. <laughs> bandstand Fuck. is such a uh I love it so much. It's so good. And I understand for some people there are points where it feels like it's dragging. But the the problem with that is because a lot of the songs that they're singing are their actual performances for their band. It's not songs that are meant to 
propel the story forward necessarily. They're but there think- as their as as their songs of like because it's their show within the show. They're yeah. doing their songs for the their sets for their band. But I think even so, like most of their songs that were written for the band for their produ- their shows within the show, they still propel like. Lake Erie does not. That went on for like 10 minutes. Yes. That song went on forever. Most of the numbers still propel the story along because of the emotion within them, because of the the subject of the song. By far, one of the best Act 1 finales I've ever seen. Oh my God. Like, by far, one of the best Act 1 finales I've ever seen. Again, Soulless Fiancé. Don't care. I don't care. I don't Abby care. Abby and I are sitting here wiping our like, eyes. Oh my god! Like just think. Like I still get chills when I listen to it on a yeah. cast album because I can't. Because now that we've seen it, because of we saw it in theaters when it came through there, and we saw. And when I say theaters, I mean the movie theater. It was a Fathom event. Yes. And we saw, and then um, the Playbill live Playbill, streamed yeah, it for for COVID. Yeah. For and everything like that. So because I watched that multiple times. I can visualize that scene in my head, and so I just get that full effect. Yeah. Because the other thing, when you watch, when you see this show, whether it be the live stream or when it came through Fathom Events or however they're going to, please give me a DVD or something. Please, please, please. Please. Because I want to remember this specific performance forever. Yes. Because these actors, oh my God, like I can't even put into words. Like... Not just the Act 1 finale, but the almost Act 2 finale. The, I say the, I, almost Act 2 finale. Musically it is. Mu- no, because they have the wrap-up at the end. But, the, musically They have the encore thing at the end. It's the finale. It's yeah. Musically, it's the finale. Whatever. So, <laughs> I know they have the wrap-up at the end, but musically, it's the that last, is like, the finale. Right. So that one also is extremely emotional, but for different reasons. Yes. They both, like, the actual finale is super emotional because, you know, they're trying to overcome these obstacles that are put in their way and things like that. And and wanting to achieve some yes. sort of freedom, some kind of release. And they, you know, at the end of Act 2, you can see that release. Yes. The actors are legit crying on stage because yep. they got that into their characters. And it's... We did a full review of the production that we saw, um, the the filmed production. Uh, I think it's like episode three or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we did it a um, long time ago. Go back and listen to that. Um, I have my thoughts about how it should end it, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Go back no, and listen to that if you really want to hear my thoughts. Three minutes. Um, so now we're going to get into the shows we can't stand. We're going to fly through these because we're both I have freezing. To add, I have to add one. And our, our fingers are tingly. Um, we both have Jesus Christ Superstar because it yes. should just not be a musical. No. It's it's a beautiful concert. It's a beautiful concert. But um, I didn't need to get blinded. No. Uh, most I, – I would say a lot of the music is very beautiful. It's oh, yeah. very well written. I could listen to Sarah Borella sing I Don't Know How to Love Him for days. Um, <laughs> but the show itself is just asinine. Yes. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have a Sondheim show on this list. Which one? A Little Night Music. Uh, I was in the show. I just... Uh, it's the epitome of a boring show. You did that and Sophie looked very concerned. <laughs> there are so many stories going on within this show that you have to really pay attention. And I'm not saying that it's not a beautiful show. The music is 
beautiful. I love listening it's just to the confusing. music. The show itself is just one I cannot stand. Um, of course, we are not mentioning cats. I'm going to say most jukebox musicals I can't stand. Most. I like Jersey Boys. I like Mamma Mia. Most jukebox musicals and all shook up. Yeah, I was going like to say, like, don't we consider all shook up a yes. jukebox musical? But most of them, because I had Saturday Night Fever on here, and then I'm like, that's the music of the Bee Gees. But, so that falls under the yeah. jukebox musicals. Like, Moving Out and um, that. Rock of Ages, I don't consider a jukebox musical because it's, it's so not, many different yeah, it's bands not one band. and singers. Yeah. Um, and I do like Rock of Ages, but... I love Rock of Ages. It's yeah, so most funny. jukebox musicals are pure fluff. Oh, yeah. You know, Once Upon a One More Time. God, no. <laughs> we, ha- we need to see it to see why it extended. I don't what I know. What do appealed I... to people about this other than the Britney Spears music? Anyway, so the last one on my list is... Only in- if the princes that are in there sings in Sink or Backstreet Boys. The, the last one I have on my list is a new edition because I finally finished it. Diana. Diana. <laughs> Diana. How did I know? Why? Why did you feel you needed to write a musical about Princess Diana? Did it end where you thought it was going to end? Or after? <laughs> I say I finished it. I, the end, I couldn't. I couldn't. You mean you couldn't? I couldn't finish it. Well, you, you, I got through most of Act 2 and then I was like... I'm so done with this. Oh, really? And I don't get like that with musicals. No, you don't. Often. I legit, I think I got about 20 to 25 minutes into act two and I was like, no. Wow. No. It just went downhill. The music was even more unforgettable. The way the story was told, there were several performances that I was like, whose choice was this? The actor or the director? Oh, wow. Um, I'm not saying that everyone shouldn't should feel this way, but it's obvious why it closed. Um, I know it got good notices when it played out of town in LA, but it did not get good notices when it came to Broadway, and it's obvious why. That's where I'm going to stop. Okay, so I have Jesus Christ Superstar. We won't revisit that. Uh, Godspell. You really are not a fan of any biblical no, show. No, I'm really not. Like, even Joseph's Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Like, I'm just like... I like, The kids' choir is creepy, guys. The kids' choir is creepy. Joseph like, would, like, never make my honorable mentions or my top ten. But that one, at least, is... It's not the worst one. It's an entertaining show for families. Especially yeah, if you... It's just not my thing. Yeah. It's if you're trying to raise your kid within... Organized religion. It's a good show. It's yeah. it's a fun show for I'm, like families. I said, out of those, Joseph is not the worst one. No. Godspell, I hate the music. Godspell is the worst one. It's so bad. <laughs> it's really Godspell bad. Godspell is a bad, bad Stephen like, Schwartz. At least Jesus Christ Superstar, I would like say I could maybe stand at a concert. Yeah. Just not like an actual production. Godspell, I can't. There, there can't is a it. concert version of Godspell on um, Broadway HD right now. I can't do it. And I've seen the movie. No. I've seen the stage show once, many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. I say that because we have a full moon outside. I thought you said Um, it was last night. It was last night, so it's not completely full, but it's full. (laughs) It's full moon right now. Shut up. Okay. Um, Maybe that's why I'm on point tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I'm, I'm trying while I have Broadway HD because I, I get it for a spurt and then I'm like, I can't pay $9 a month anymore. Um, I did that, but I'm trying to watch as much as I can. I finally finished first date. It's gone awful. Not the show, their production on Broadway HD. You told me that. You told me I shouldn't waste my time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your <laughs> this time. This is why I don't have Broadway HD. Because <laughs> I just tell He just um, tells me. I am. But I feel like I should watch it so we can actually like talk about them. I need to see the play that goes wrong now. Yes. Because they've got the Goes Wrong show. They've got Peter Pan Goes Wrong. A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. Peter Pan when he touches someone's boob. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are so funny. Um, those scripts are on my list to get because eventually we will be doing that. I would hope so. Uh, I think when we were at Little Theater, didn't someone on the board suggest one of those for us to do? And we said no. They suggested the play goes wrong because it had just left um, Broadway and gone to off-Broadway. And it was Cindy because she had seen it. Uh Uh-huh. Most of the people on our board do not realize how rights and royalties work. Um, the show has to be available. Yeah. And they did not know it was not actually available yet. It's yes. now available. Well, the other thing, too, was I feel like there was some technical stuff with that show. Oh, so much technical. You've got to have the entire set fall down. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that. Um, but we'll look at it. We'll figure it yes. out. Yes. So that we totally got off topic of well, Godspell. Um, anyway, Godspell just sucks. Don't see it. Um, then I have A Christmas Story. That's on both of our lists. That's, I, I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't. I already couldn't stand the fucking movie. It's... Because of years and years and years of watching it. It's the one holiday musical it, that I cannot It's so weird. Do. Can I just tell you? Because my family has a Christmas story. His family has Home Alone. <laughs> I like Home Alone. If they ever try to make that a musical, I'm going to boycott it 100%. Because the movie is just so well done. Um, with a Christmas story, like <laughs> being the only no. holiday movie on my list that I would not put anywhere above I can't. shows I can't stand. Like it was, I watched it. I watched it. Yeah. Two hours of my life. I'll never get back. Two hours and 15 minutes. Um, two hours of my life. I will never get back. I'm pretty sure I blacked out for the last But like minutes. even the Grinch, not the Grinch live. Don't get Don't, don't watch that. Don't watch even it. the Grinch stage musical, it's a great family show. It is entertaining Elf. for families. Elf is great. But the Grinch would not make my list. No. <laughs> um, no, I just, I can't stand it. I already didn't like the movie. I knew I wasn't going to like the musical because I didn't like the, where the, the premise of it anyway. It's just, and then we watched it and it's like a traumatic experience. I don't want to really talk about it. It was awful. I thought Ralphie was going to kill me in my sleep. The only saving grace was the Jewish family. That was it. Right? Anna Gasteyer was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Funny, funny story about A Christmas Story Live. Um, because I I buy musical DVDs yeah. to have in my collection, I bought it. And Kat didn't know I bought it. And so it's in my I, – I have a specific binder for the live musicals yeah. for, you know, anything that's filmed live. And it's on the first page. And so she was putting a couple of other DVDs back there so we could get rid of the cases because we're trying to downsize. And so she, like, opened it up and she goes, the fuck do you have this for? (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, why do you have a Christmas story live? I was like, because I have them all. Yeah. Don't judge me. (laughs) Don't judge me. I judge you. The Grinch is the only one I don't have because there is no DVD of it. I have... There. I don't want it per se, but because it's the, I 
Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Um, um, let me get to my next one. The next one I have on my list is 1776. <laughs> that is one another one I fucking hate. No, it's awful. I don't it's consider it a god, musical. It's god awful. It's, it's just a, a horrible show. It's a play Regardless, music. it's a horrible show. Yes. It's boring. The only saving grace to it was Feeney. <laughs> Feeney! And that was just... A, <laughs> it was just a waste of his talent. <sighs> uh, so we're gonna... Done. Like, literally, it was like, what? Didn't you say it was like, what, 45 minutes? 45 minutes without, without a song. Um, and then another one I'm going to add to this is Miss Saigon. That's my other one that I'm adding. You can disagree with me all you want about Miss Saigon. The music is beautiful. Why does Saigon never sleep at night? The music is beautiful. It's very well written. Why does However, this, this song, trees? the show itself, tell me what the show's about. A helicopter. That's that all you're going to say? everybody's answer. That's all. What's the show about? Well, they, they flew in a helicopter. They flew cool. in a helicopter. Cool. What's the fucking show about? No one can tell me. Miss Saigon, I finally watched it because they filmed the 25th anniversary. What's Miss Saigon about, I Andrew? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I, within 20 minutes of it, I was like. Because how long? I gritted my teeth and said, I'm going to finish this because I gotta. Like literally for years, I've been telling him. This show sucks. Would I like to see it on stage for the spectacle of the helicopter? That's yes. all you'll be paying $200 yes. for. Yes. I wish I would have just said, fuck it. I know I don't have any friends. The That'll go see Ser- The Serenby Playhouse in Georgia that is no longer producing. Um, they do all outdoor theater. Mm-hmm. They had an actual helicopter okay, yeah. fly in from over because their their backdrop essentially is mountains. Yeah. They had a helicopter fly in from the mountains, so it added that extra element to it. Yeah. But would I ever legitimately pay Broadway prices to see Miss Saigon? No. No. Would I, I pay to see a movie version? Yes. No. Because that's what I do. No. And I will review it on here and tell you how terrible it is. Nope. I'm good. I've seen it. I would not make you. Honest to God, like, how, for how long I've been telling you? I'm like, it's awful. But because- Awful. And you, I, I get it. You're one of those, you're like, I have to see it for myself. Mad props to you, but I know in the back of your head when you start watching it, you go, fuck, Abby was right. It, it's one of the Cameron Macintosh 3 that you've got to see. And I, I did it. I watched the whole thing. I can't tell you what it's about. All I can tell you is it's fucking depressing. It's very sad and it's very depressing. And within the first 20 minutes, they use the F word so many oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot, lot of cursing. That I'm like... More than us. actually turned me... And I said me, it a lot tonight. That turned me off. And I loved Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. Like, because the context was different. Yes. In Book of Mormon, it's funny. Yes. In Miss Saigon, it's just depressing and it's vulgar. Yes. It's just bad. So... It's bad. And people are like, it's so, it's an art piece. It's so artistic with this. Go fuck yourselves. Because, like, it's just bad. Yeah. So, Like I said, music beautiful, show bad. In the past, this episode has taken us an hour and 45 to two hours to record because we get off on so many tangents. We do. We got off on some tonight, not as many. Um, two, four, six... Only seven Two, things four, I have six, to edit. Eight. Who do we appreciate? Only seven edits because of your son. Who I <coughs> might have yelled at. I heard. And I stopped it and I will delete it because it probably got picked up on here. Probably because I was uh, very mad. <laughs> I was really upset. Um, but 
we are not going to do a rec room. We are not going to talk Broadway news. Um, the biggest piece of Broadway news we had was that Bonnie and Clyde is going to the West End. And we found a way to just put it in there for you. And we did. We just threw wow, it in there for you. Wow, that was dirty. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! And I remembered to leave my key inside, so I'm only gonna have to warm it for a minute over your stove. You shouldn't have to warm it at all if it's inside. Uh, it's still, it's it's finicky. I really need to figure out how to replace the battery because I don't want to take it to Nissan and pay a bazillion well, dollars to get it back. Chuck's not doing anything. I just need to replace the battery. That's all it is. The battery is is dying in my key fob. Um, so yeah, we. We'll probably be recording in Abby's basement. From now on. For the rest of the winter. Unless we have a mild winter again and we have a night where it's like 55 degrees I don't know. outside. February is supposed to be rough. Yeah, February is supposed to be rough. So we, we will probably be recording inside so there will be no outdoor noises if you even hear any right now. Um, cricket, cricket. So yeah, Abby's like gathering her blanket. I'm She's like, like, I'm getting my vape. I'm getting my phone. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. So with all that being said, I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. I'm cold. I'm going inside. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>